Hello, welcome to 21st Century Bonsai's podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Do you like scary movie? Some people who like a scary movie like them because it gives a thrill and shock and you know the uh, grotesque feeling that uh, sometimes they like it. However, what if the devil and the demonic forces in the movie are not fictional, but they are real? Then that's the problem because if you really face those demonic of demonic presence in your life, probably you will feel helpless and powerless because you might not know any way that you can win over them. So this is the real thing that we have to face because the Bible says demonic forces and devils are not fictional characters, but they are real ones. So the question is this, how can you become victorious against the demonic forces? If you really face them in your life, how can you defeat them? How can you be victorious over them? So that is the, something that we want to look at because the book of Revelation definitely talks a lot about the presence of the devil and the demonic forces and how powerful they are and then how uh, many times they are mentioned in this book. So we have to navigate how we can defeat them. Okay, so let's look at uh, Revelation chapter 12, verses uh, 10 through 12. We can see the amazing story of victory. We need to know how to do that. So let's look at this passage together. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. To the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. Now, there are two things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is cosmic victory, the second one is our victory. So, we're going to look at these two victories, but first of all, cosmic victory. So, let's look at this passage again. Let me give you some context here. So, this chapter, chapter 12, is talking about a woman and the child. Who is this woman? The woman represents Israel. The child is Jesus. Now, this woman became pregnant and Satan is trying to kill her. He's trying to kill the newborn baby, devour him. However, in verse 5, we see this uh, child was taken up to heaven. Of course, that means Jesus died for our sins and he was resurrected and he was ascended into heaven. And then this woman was, uh, w- was in the wilderness, but God protected her for three and a half years. If you remember from the previous chapter, in the chapter 11, three and a half years, uh, many commentators Uh, say it is between Jesus' death and resurrection and the second coming. So if we uh, take it to this chapter as well, it could be this God is protecting Israel, the woman, for this three and a half years. In other words, God has protected the people of God, His church, um, between uh, Jesus' death and resurrection until Jesus comes. So we are in that period that Jesus has not come back yet. So we are in this protection period. And then verse seven through verses seven through ten, verses seven through nine, talk about the cosmic battle that there's uh, Michael and the angelic forces wage war against the demonic forces. The devil, Satan, and his servants in the heaven. However, 
the goodness is this that devil and his servants were not powerful enough to defeat Michael and the uh, other angelic forces in heaven so they do not this uh, dev devil and his servants do not have any place in heaven and then they were thrown down from heaven they were basically they were kicked out from heaven and then they were thrown down to the earth so that is the cosmic battle and we see the winning side the winning side is God's side God's servant the Michael and the angels defeated this uh, demonic forces so that's the first the foundation that found the story of a victory that we need to look at uh, even before talking about our victory against the Satan and uh, demonic forces we can see that in heaven there was the cosmic battle, but we have to look at, we have to uh, open our eyes, uh, spiritual eyes, to see what is going on there. Now, sometimes we are, we're just uh, spiritually dull, and then we do not really look at, we do not see, we do not feel anything about the spiritual realm. But the spiritual realm is so real, it is not a fictional thing. There is the cosmic battle. And then we, even when we do not see it, it is really happening. The good news is that the, uh, the winning side is our God's side. The God is the winner and God always overcome the evil. So that is the sure foundation that we need to really have deeply in our mind. Now when you go back to what Jesus did, Jesus died because of our sin. However, in three days, Jesus victoriously rose from the dead. He conquered the sin and death and that was prophesied even from the beginning in the genesis chapter 3 verse 15 the seed of the woman would crush the head of satan and that's what jesus did that through his resurrection through his death and resurrection he crushed the de the head of satan so jesus won god won the victory so that we must fix our eyes on Christ Jesus and we must be reminded of this cosmic battle, cosmic victory. Now, this cosmic victory is not the end of the story because it leads to our victory as well. The victory in heaven is definitely related to victory in the earth in our life. So let's look at that part together. It says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come so we see the proclamation of Christ's kingdom the kingdom of God as we uh, if you remember in the verses 7 through 9 talk about the devil and his forces were kicked out from heaven and then uh, they were thrown down to the earth and then this pro uh, pronouncement this uh, proclamation is done here for the accuser of our brethren who is the accuser that is the devil. That is the devil's main role. His job is to accuse all our sins in front of God for the purpose of um, the punishment, eternal punishment, so in the in the fiery place. Okay, and uh, he who accuses them before our God day and night. So this is not just a one-time accuse, but it, this is like a day twenty-four-seven accuse. This is what the devil does. However, look at verse eleven. And they, who are they? These are the brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. They over, overcame him. Who is him? Satan and accuser. The, uh, uh, the de demonic forces. These brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus overcame Satan because of the blood of the Lamb. So this is something that we need to look at. How did they overcome Satan? 
it was not by their uh, their physical power or muscle power. It was not by the technology. Just like we see in lots of movies, they they use the technology or um, some sort of a divine power. But that was not the case. First of all, how they overcame the uh, the devil, blood of Christ. Blood of the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Lamb is the Christ Jesus. So it is through the blood of the Lamb. Now, how is it even possible? Now, when it comes to blood of Christ Jesus, we normally think about the forgiveness. Yes, as we see in Hebrews chapter 9, 22, without shedding the blood, there is no forgiveness. Meaning that the forgiveness is there because Jesus shed his own blood and he tore his body. He shed everything to forgive our sins. He took our infirmities and perfections, our sins, and all those things on his shoulder and he willfully and sacrificially died on the cross. That is the ransom that he made. And then that is the atonement that he paid for. So that is the done deal that Jesus is the last and the perfect sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice that there is no need of animal sacrifice because he is, he has done it, he has finished it. But there is another purpose of this blood of Christ Jesus, as we see into this passage, through his blood, through the blood of the Lamb, we overcame him. In other words, the blood of Christ Jesus is the weapon against the demonic forces. How is it possible? Remember, what's the main role of Satan? His main role is to accuse us in front of God. His job is to go through all the laundry list of our sins. Look at that man. You know, he committed committed adultery, and he was looking at the woman with uh, lustful eyes. And look at her. She was she's a chatterbox, and she was kind of uh, uh, spreading all the rumors about these people. She was very jealous. She hated her friends, and so he. The devil has all the list to accuse us. So final purpose, final goal is for God to punish us, not just one day or two days, but as the second death. So we will be uh, tormented, we will be suffering in hell forever. That is the main goal. However, the blood of Christ Jesus wash, washes away wash away all our sins. If you are a true Christian, that you turned away from your sin, you repented of your sin, and you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you deny yourself and take up the cross and follow Him as His disciple, then that means you are His forgiven servant. You are a forgiven child. Your sins are forgiven, not because you are good, not because you are righteous, but because God is good, because Jesus is perfectly righteous. Through His identity, through His righteousness, through His works, through His perfect works, perfect sacrifice, your sins are forgiven by His blood. His blood is covering you so that when when devil sees you, he cannot find any sins because of the blood of Christ Jesus. That is how you overcome the Satan and their evil forces. Not by your human power, but by the blood of Christ Jesus. You have to remember this. This is the gospel truth that we need to preach this gospel to us all the time. The gospel of Jesus who died for our sins and his blood is the weapon to overcome the devil and evil forces. Now, let's look at this uh, today's passage again. And we see another 
weapon here. Now it says blood of the lamb and also because of the word of their testimony. Word of their testimony. So what does this mean? It means the confession. Confession of their faith. Now if you you know you know that God created the world with his word. In John chapter 1, we see that uh, in the beginning there was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is the Word? Jesus Christ. Now, when Jesus comes into your life, the Word comes into your life, right? So when you confess your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not really by your own power, your wisdom, but it is by the Holy Spirit that the Word of God is coming out from your mouth. It is flowing out of your mouth, and that you are proclaiming that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and He forgive your sin, and He truly, He was risen from the dead. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, verses 9 through 10, uh, talks about this mystery, that if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, you will be saved. So this is the confession. But this confession is not just a, a verbal statement, but it is accompanied by living, living, ex living example. It is, it is proven by sacrificial and willful obedience to the Lord. Because if you look at this passage, today's passage again, it says, And they did not love their life even when faces with death. What does that mean? They, they were not just talking about, uh, talking about Jesus Christ as their Lord, but they meant it. They truly lived it. They did not even consider their life worthy compared to the, uh, the amazing, amazing value of Christ Jesus. So they were willfully, they were willingly uh, eager to serve the Lord, and then they were even uh, sp did not spare their life before Christ Jesus. They are willing to die for Jesus. So this is what the confession, the word of their testimony, that really means. And through this testimony, they overcame the devil and evil forces. How can this possible? I mean, when you look at the people who are dying for their faith, you know, there's sometimes the people think it, it's very weak. You know, your life is so precious. You have so many things to do. You, you can uh, build yourself first, and then you can do a lot of great works for your God. However, in this case, that is not how you overcome the evil one. Actually, you overcome the evil one through your weakness. Yes, we all die anyway. However, if you truly live your life and even die, uh, die for your Christ, for Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior, that is the weapon that you can actually defeat uh, the evil one. Think about all those people who are being persecuted now. Even the persecution is happening. And then if you Im imagine that uh, you, you just became a believer in the country where the conversion to Christianity is strongly prohibited. And even that means that could mean uh, death. But you know that, and maybe right next day, or even today, if you decided to follow Jesus Christ, you can be killed. But several people 
even at the risk of their life, still decide to follow Jesus. And sometimes, even when they uh, go to a river and uh, different places for the baptism, you know, they know that they will be beheaded right afterwards and they can be killed right afterwards, but still, they love Jesus and they want to be baptized right away. What about the missionaries? They were living in a very uh, big countries and comfortable places, but they willfully decided to go to a remote place and a very difficult place, even at the risk of their life. They knew, they knew that if they share the gospel, they were they were in danger. Their family, even their family members, could be in danger. Yet they still sacrificed to go there and to share the gospel. Many people in the human eyes, we might think, oh, that is very wasting life. And also it is uh, putting someone into a danger, putting yourself into danger is a weakness. That's, that's a very foolish thing. But in God's eyes, in a spiritual realm, that is the most strongest power, the weapon that you are overcoming the devil. So, this word of testimony, coupled with the sacrificial, uh, obedient life to Christ Jesus, is the way that you can overcome the Satan, the devil, and the evil ones. So, first of all, it is by the blood of Christ Jesus. Second, it is through your confession in the faith, Christ Jesus, faith in Christ Jesus, who died for your sin, who rose from the dead. So, this is how we can overcome the evil. Now, uh, when you go back to the question that I answered, do you like the scary movie? You know, whether you like it or not, the spiritual battle and the spiritual reality that there's a Satan and evil, evil uh, forces, it is the true thing. The question is how we can overcome them. You, can, you will never be able to overcome them with your own hands, with all the other uh, magic words but only by the beloved of Christ Jesus and only by your strong faith, the confession in the Lord Jesus Christ. So how should we live? First, first of all, we need to recognize the spiritual reality. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 clearly says, Our fight is not against the flesh and blood. In other words, our fight it's not, about, not against the human being. Even though you might have some people that you don't like, and uh, even in the church, you might feel like you, you feel very uncomfortable with some people, so you might want to engage in some um, worldly fight. No, you should not do that. Why? Because that person is not your enemy. Your real enemy is not people that you see with your own eyes, but it's actually evil forces, demonic forces that you cannot see. That is that recognition is so important because we need to open our eyes to see the spiritual reality. There's a devil, and devil is trying to deceive us. He is trying to twist the truth, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. And also, he is trying to entice people and then uh, to try to distract distract us from the spiritual reality. So we have to be careful, and we need to pray and read scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to illumine us so that we can truly see what is going on, we will be uh, prepared and we will be able to wage war. Now, the second thing that we need to know is this. We need to recognize the cosmic victory that leads to our victory. Yes, there is a battle and that battle is 24-7. It is happening all the time. However, we are in the winning side. If you're in Christ Jesus, you are already winning side. So that means you don't have to be afraid of the evil, uh, devil and evil demonic forces. 
you know, some people may um, may be very afraid of all those things because they do not know the victory that Jesus already won. So we have to be embedded in the gospel truth. We have to settle down, settle down in this firm assurance of cosmic victory that Jesus already won the battle. And that leads to our daily life, that we need to live a victorious life. We don't have to be timid. We don't have to hide ourselves from the spiritual warfare because we're already in it. So we have to depend on the Lord who won the battle so that we can always win. Remember, the first one is by the blood of Christ Jesus. You need to abide in the gospel of Christ Jesus. If you are living like the world and if you're not repenting of your sin and if you're turning away from God and if you're just going into the world, you will never be able to win. Well, not alone, you are already defeated. But if you truly trust in the Lord and if you live a life of repentance, yes, we're not perfect, but we are becoming more like Him day by day. Let that be the assurance that you are already forgiven so that even if Satan is trying to accuse you, he cannot do that because you are covered by the blood of Christ Jesus. Always let this gospel sink in your heart deeply so that you will not be afraid of the evil, uh, devil and a dem- a demonic forces. Second, that we need to live a victor's life because that cosmic battle uh, is leading us to the our uh, our victory, and it is won by the blood of Christ Jesus, but also our lifestyle that we need to be uh, sacrificially and willingly uh, living for Christ Jesus. So, as I mentioned, your faith. Your confession must be serious. It's not a joke. It must be coupled by how you live for Christ Jesus. Sometimes it can cost a lot, and we don't know how big that would be. So it could be sometimes uh, leaving your family members to go to a place to share the gospel. It could be just uh, taking a risk um, to be baptized, even at the hostile place. It could be um, just a simple thing but to other people, but it's not a simple thing to you because you know what it means to follow Jesus Christ. It can definitely mean death to you, and it could, it could mean separation from your loved ones. It could mean, it could mean uh, being ridiculed, being uh, disrespected by other people. It could even mean uh, losing your job, losing your very loved things. But still, are you going to um, follow Jesus Christ? Are you going to sacrifice your life for God? That, if you say yes, if you live like that, if you live it, then that means you are overcoming uh, devil and demonic forces already. So, let's face the spiritual battle. Let's fight the spiritual battle, but not with our own power, but by the blood of Christ Jesus and by um, our sacrificial life, the gospel life for His glory. The rest of the verses, verses 13 through 17, talk about a lot of issues that uh, the Satan is thrown down to the earth, and he has short time. Look at this verse again. It says in verse 12, then the... Um, for, the, for this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath. Now, if you stop right here, you'll be, you might say, oh, this is scary. However, know this. It says, knowing that he has only a short time. Amen. So he has only a short time. Because he has short time and he knows about it, he will do everything to destroy 
everything that is against him. However, we don't have to worry about it. He is like a paper tiger. So when you look at the tiger, you might be frightened. But if it's, it's just a paper, it will not last forever. He has an expiration date. It's going to be very, very short. And God protects His church. God does. So in this whole chapter, we see Israel and Jesus, the church and Jesus, that God protects them. God protects Israel. God protects His church. And he is, he is already winning. And then we just need to trust in Him continually, no matter how life will be tough. And let's, already remember, let's always remember that Christ won the victory and we will be victorious as well by His blood, by our confession in Him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this message of a victory. Sometimes we can be afraid of evil forces because sometimes we forget about what you have done at the uh, uh, Calvary and empty tomb. Father, please help us to remember what you did on the cross and the empty tomb so that by your blood that we, were, we will win, win and also we will live a gospel life following you no matter where you are leading us to be so that we will um, overcome the evil one by our confession in you. Help us and guide us and lead us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.